0: Today, uh, you may know this, you may not know this, but today we're kicking off our Refresh Weekend, and uh, we have with us a guest speaker, and I'm super pumped, and maybe you're new to Calvary, maybe not, but every year we take time, we call it a Refresh Week, uh, where we just take time to pray and fast and to hear from God, and our staff has been fasting throughout this week. Some of you have been as well, and uh, throughout this weekend, we're giving opportunity to hear from God's Word, but also just to hear from God. So tonight at 6.30 in the large gathering room, the other building, we're gonna have a service, we're gonna have worship, and uh, our guest I'm gonna introduce here in a second is gonna be speaking, and and, uh, we're gonna just take some time to pray, to seek God, see what God might do in our lives. And tomorrow night, we're gonna do the same thing, 6.30 in the large gathering room, uh, worship and hear from God's word and pray. And uh, I really encourage you, Push, push aside some of your schedule and join us tonight, tomorrow night, 6.30. I believe God has something special in store for us. And we are so busy, aren't we? We have, we have devices, we have phones and, and Alexas and so many different things that keep us organized, right? And keep us on schedule. And our schedules have never been busier. They don't free us up. They actually get us more busy. Let's push aside a little bit this weekend, take some time, create some margin, and just hear from God and what God has for us, our families, our lives going into the fall, and that's what we're gearing towards. So today, we are blessed to have with us Ty Buckingham, and Ty uh, has authored a couple books, Better Than Jesus, and The Holy Spirit Is Not a Bird. Uh, Beyond that, he is just a really gifted communicator and speaker, and I was super pumped. I couldn't wait. Uh, It's been, I don't know when we set this up. It was a while ago. Uh, like a year, I don't know if it was a year ago. Oh, no, because you were supposed to be here last year. <laughs> Ty was going to be here last year, and then COVID hit, and that didn't happen. So this has been a, a long time coming, so I'm super pumped. So if you can give, put your hands together this morning for Ty Buckingham to come. Awesome, awesome. I'm so excited. Hey, can you really quick, can you get up for
1: your pastors and pastor pools, man? Man, they are the best, for real. I... Uh... I have the, uh, the unique opportunity to travel around the country and be with so many pastors every single weekend, and I'm telling you that what you guys have here, what you have here is so different than anywhere else. Man, you guys have some of the greatest pastors in America, and so you guys are super blessed, but but today, you do not have them, you have me. So, man, I am super excited. Um, you're laughing. That's rude. Um, no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> but, so, but before, you know, there's something I hate. Um, you know, I hate when my mom... Uh, used to growing up would introduce me to somebody that I didn't know but she would act like I already did uh, she would say hey Ty this is Sarah you know Sarah I'm like oh no I don't she's like no you know her you know her I'm like no mom I, I don't please stop yelling um, and then she was like no Ty you know Sarah she changed her diapers now I hate Sarah You know, and like there was always an awkward thing where like she was trying to introduce me to people like I had already met, but I hadn't. But I don't want things to be weird today, tonight, or tomorrow evening. Uh, I want to get us to get to know each other. Uh, So after service, please like come say hi at the back. Uh, I'd love to say hi to you, but for you to get to know me, a couple things. Yeah, so my name is Ty Buckingham. I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and I am married. Uh, I've been married for about six years. No clapping, that's fine. Um, No, that's fine. No, it's too late. It's too late. It's apparent. You just hate marriage. It's fine. Um, No, so it's funny. When I first got married, uh, people were so excited. You know, I said, hey, I just got married a couple weeks ago. Thunderous applause, standing ovations. And now at six years, what I'm learning today is nobody cares. And so, no, it's fine. I'm just teasing. But but with that fact, we've been married for a little bit. People ask us the question, so when are you guys going to have some kids? And if we can just let you in on what's going on in our life, uh, we don't know when we're going to have kids. We practice all the time. So there we go. Here we go. I love how that gets a bigger, bigger response than the marriage itself. So I see where you're at. I see where you're at. But uh, I, I really am really excited to be here uh, today, tonight, uh, and tomorrow evening. Man, I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to preach kind of out some books I've written about Holy Spirit, and I want us to dive into that. But before we do that, we have to talk about something very spiritual, and that's our pets. Raise your hand if you have a pet. Not here. That would be weird. Wow, like literally everybody. Okay. Uh, so for me personally, I feel like there's like four main categories of pets. Uh, and so if I don't bring up your category, please don't, you know, fight me that I didn't bring up your pet, you know, cow or something, whatever. That actually happened I was at a youth conference, and a student yelled at me because he's like, you didn't bring up cows, which I didn't know was a pet, but whatever. But for me, I feel like there are four types of pets. First are dog people. Do we have any dog people in the house? Okay, almost every person. So I feel like this is the most American pet to have. Like, when I imagine, like, like, a, like the American family, it's like mom, dad, two kids, golden retriever with an american flag bandana like that's america and so a little while ago about a year and a half ago me and my wife we got a puppy and i remember carrying the puppy into my house i felt more american like i just felt like i needed to go and vote on something or buy a gun or whatever people in pennsylvania do i don't know um and so but i feel like that's a pretty normal pet uh no so the second out of the four i think of are these are cat people do you have any cat people in the room raise your Okay, cool, basically what you're saying is I make bad choices. Um, and, and I get it, like I totally get it. Uh, I've been there, it's a part of my testimony. Me and my wife have been delivered, thank you Jesus. Uh, but we, we had a cat for a while. Um, we had a cat for about a year and he, we, we loved him. He was super cool, but he had this medical condition so he had to get rid of him, oh, what was it called? Um, oh, peeing on things. And so he would pee on things all the time and once would be too many, but we let it happen for way too long, which is we need help. And so, but thank God we have a new cat and a new couch in the name of Jesus, see the connection, okay, and so, uh, but cats, that's a pretty normal pet though, I feel like too, uh, but the third category I think of are people who have like pet snakes, and let's be honest, if you're here and you have a pet snake, you either have or you will do jail time, like, like there's no way around it, there just isn't, I wish there was. I wish that for you, but there's no way out. No, like, let's be Let's say Pastor Nick invited me over to his house later, and he was like, hey, Ty, so there's the kitchen if you need some, a glass of water, whatever. Uh, there's a bathroom if you need it. And I'm like, hey, Pastor, what's that dimly lit room at the end of the hall? And Pastor's like, oh, Ty, don't worry about that. I'm like, no, Pastor, we're friends. You can tell me. He's like, well, that's where I keep all my pet snakes. In that moment, I'm like, oh, pastor has done time. Like, <laughs> without a doubt. Without a doubt. I might have actually assumed that before, but it's fine. But, and then the fourth thing, we'll talk about this for a minute, are this, are people who have pet birds. I want you to do this. I want you to think of somebody who, like, what do they look like, someone who owns a pet bird? You know, like, how many fanny packs do they own? You know, what color Crocs do they wear to church? You know, like for me personally, I've never met a normal person who owns a bird. And if you're here and you're like, well, but I own a bird, <laughs> buckle up. Okay, um, but for me, I- I've never met somebody who's super normal with that. But before I got married, I lived next door to these people and they owned these exotic birds. And what I found out was that meant twice as expensive and three times as ugly. And I didn't understand, but there were these little black little birds and they were so loud. Anytime I would go over to their house, these birds were so loud, so obnoxious, you could barely hear yourself talk or think. And one day, I was just kind of being neighborly. I uh, walked over to their house, just kind of saying hi. Uh, They invite me in, you know, hanging out. And I walk in and I realize I can't hear the birds. And in this moment, I'm thinking, you know, thank you, Jesus, they died. But no, uh, they they didn't die, they were totally fine. I say, hey, what's up with the birds? You see, they're so loud. And they say, oh, just look over there. And they point to the side in the room, and they point to the birdcage, which is already a funny thing, because birds are made to do one thing, and that's to what? You fly. Yeah. So they're made to fly, but we have pet birds. We put them in cages where all they do is hop around. It looks ridiculous. But I see their birdcage, and there's a blanket over the cage. Now, i would never seen this before, so I asked them, what's up with the blanket over the cage? And they said this. They said, hey, when we put a blanket over the cage, they make no noise, and it's as if they're not even there. And in this one random moment at a neighbor's house, I realized how many of us treat Holy Spirit like he's actually a bird. We can confine him to a cage of comfortability or do the worst case scenario of putting a blanket over him and never hearing his voice. But the truth is, is this, the Holy Spirit is not a bird. The Holy Spirit is God here on earth to have a relationship with us. And so we're going to look at that. We're gonna kind of take the bird out of the cage, if you will, and we're gonna understand who is Holy Spirit and what is his role in our life for the next couple minutes this morning. So if you have your Bibles, say, oh yeah. If you ever, wow, come on, buddy. Okay, that's fine. So uh, Matthew chapter three, we'll, we'll get you by tonight. So I uh, will have it on the screen, I believe. But Matthew chapter three, verses 16 and 17. Uh, Matthew chapter three, verses 16 and 17. Uh, it says this, uh, when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water and behold, the heavens were opened to him and he saw the spirit of God. Now, I want us to pause because anytime in the Bible you see Spirit of God, it's talking about Holy Spirit. Same person, just different vernacular, different way of saying it. My legal name is Tyler, but everyone calls me Ty. And so, but it's the same, same idea. We see it's the Holy Spirit or Spirit of God descending like a dove. Say like a dove. Yeah, like a dove. That word like is important because it's really metaphorical in nature. So Matthew is writing down his first-hand account. He's saying, hey, the best way I can describe to you what I'm seeing is it kind of looked like a bird coming upon a branch is how Holy Spirit is coming upon Jesus. And it comes to rest on him, and behold, a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. And this is obviously the voice of God, the Father. And so in this one moment, One of the only times in the entire New Testament we see God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit all together at the same place at the same time. And it shows us something, that Holy Spirit is not a lower level of God. Holy Spirit is God here on earth living with inside of us to have a relationship with us. Holy Spirit is just as much of God as Jesus or God the Father is God. Holy Spirit is God here on earth living with inside of us. And I believe this is that we should have a relationship with Holy Spirit. But you might be here and you might be like, well, why do I need a relationship with Holy Spirit if I already have a relationship with Jesus? You know, I used to wonder this, like, why, why do I need a relationship with Holy Spirit if I have Jesus already? And the first reason of why I have a relationship with Holy Spirit is it is Jesus's plan for you. It's Jesus' plan for you. I mean, I love that Jesus' plan for you. John 16, verse 7, Jesus says this nevertheless, it is, is to your advantage, or it is better that I go away. For if I do not, if I knew I go away, the Holy Spirit or the helper will not come. But if I go, I will send him to you. From the very beginning, Jesus' plan has been for us to have a relationship with Holy Spirit. You know, I think it's really interesting. Uh, The first time we ever see Holy Spirit mentioned isn't later, you know, in the Bible. It's the second verse of the entire Bible. Genesis 1-1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1-2 says, And the Spirit of God, or Holy Spirit, was hovering over the earth. So from the very beginning, it's been God's plan, Jesus' plan for you. It's Jesus' plan for you to have a relationship with Holy Spirit. The second reason is this, is that it's better than a life on your own it's way better than doing life on your own so much better uh this is a true story unfortunately so but there there is one prayer that I have prayed six times in my life and it went like this the first time I was 15 years old I prayed this prayer dear God let me marry that girl amen I prayed that prayer six times over six different women Uh, which is a problem for many issues, uh, for many reasons. Uh, but I, I prayed this first when I was 15 years old. It's a romantic story, so I have to tell you. I was 15. Uh, I, I pulled out my phone. I texted this girl. And I said, do you want to be my girlfriend? Pretty romantic, I know. And she responds with, I think, a pretty decent answer. She said, Sure. That was rude. Um, Okay, but it was enough for me, okay? It was enough for me. You laugh at me, but man, I'm like, sure it was enough. And so I was so excited, I was so excited that I, 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 I flipped my phone down, I put it in my pocket and I run to the bathroom to pray. I don't know why there, but that's where I went. And so I went there and I said, Jesus, let that girl be my wife, amen. And I was 15, I knew everything for my future. I knew it all. And so I was like, this is the plan that the Lord has for me. And we had a really interesting, you know, relationship, you know, uh, she breaks up with me eight minutes later and wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, But so that's real. That happened. But you know, we were too young. We were too young. And, but I do this like five more times. I did it in high school again. Uh, in college was like an everyday occurrence basically, Uh, but you know, I'm praying this prayer over and over and it wasn't like just really random people. Like it was like, Hey, like I'm, I love Jesus. This woman loves Jesus. Like this must be Jesus which isn't always the case, but so I'm praying that prayer over and over, and it's not working out, and I'm getting frustrated with God. I don't know if you've ever been there, but I was getting frustrated, and eventually the last time I ever prayed it, I was in uh, Waxachi, uh, Waxachi, Texas in Bible College, and I was at a Starbucks working on a paper for school, and I was in a season of my life, maybe some of you are here, uh, I would consider this season super single. Okay, desperately so and so I'm, I'm super single I'm in a Starbucks working on a paper and all of a sudden the door opens and this beautiful woman walks in and so I'm typing away I see her I say in the name of Jesus I'm like I'll take anything please like please Lord and I'm like I'm like so desperate I look at her again she has a wedding ring on so that obviously didn't work out um, but man, I used to pray this prayer and I used to get so frustrated that God wasn't answering my prayers because oftentimes they made sense. Like, I love Jesus, they love Jesus. We both were gonna go into ministry. Like, it made sense to me. Man, like, I was like, man, this makes sense. Like, God, there's so many things that you could do. But man, here's the truth, my friends. Sometimes God isn't answering your prayers because he has a better prayer for you to pray. Man, sometimes God doesn't answer your prayers the way you think because he has a better prayer for you to pray, and like, I am so glad I didn't end up marrying those six women, any, any of them. Okay, I've seen them on social media. They're all crazy, okay? Okay, if you ever need an excuse why a relationship doesn't work out, you just say they're crazy. It works every time. Like, Ty, what happened to you and Sarah? Oh, it's, she's crazy. Bro, speak no more. Like, it's the ultimate excuse. But man, here's what's crazy, though, is eventually uh, after this, I, I meet uh, Rebecca, who's now my wife. And I don't pray that prayer. It doesn't work, so I didn't want to risk it. But I also, as I'm pursuing Rebecca, at the same time, I am pursuing my relationship with Holy Spirit. And I'm not putting my relationship with God on pause to pursue anybody else. And so I'm pursuing Holy Spirit, and I'm getting to know Rebecca and dating her at the same time. And as I'm pursuing these relationships, eventually, over time and getting to know her, Holy Spirit speaks to me and says, this is supposed to be uh, your wife. Now, everybody say, time out thank you okay if you're here and you're single here's uh, just some some uh, news for you if you ever meet somebody and you know that you know that god tells you that's your spouse you do not tell them because it's super weird that's like the weirdest thing you can do imagine this is a dinner table i'm on date number two with rebecca my now wife and it's date number two she sits down she says "Ty, how was your day i'm like oh it was amazing i heard from god today and she's like oh that's awesome what did you hear Well, are you in for a treat today? (laughs) Um, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, God told me you're gonna be my wife. You're welcome. You know, like, I I don't know what she would do. Actually, I know what she would do. She would have ran away, and she would have been so weirded out. And the truth is, my friends, Holy Spirit doesn't give you permission to be weird. Holy Spirit gives you authority to be normal. Holy Spirit gives you authority to be normal, not permission to be weird. I mean, I love that we can have a relationship with Holy Spirit, why? Because it's so much better than doing life by myself. You know, so many of us, we have either relationships or decisions where we say, hey God, I pray that you would bless my decision. Now, there's something really bad with that, but what if instead of asking God to bless my decision, I could hear from Holy Spirit, I could do his decision, and here's the thing. If I listen to Holy Spirit, if he gives me the decision to do I don't have to ask him to bless it because if it comes from God, it's already blessed. It's already blessed. So I can go from begging God to bless my decisions to walking in the blessing every single day. Why? Because I have a relationship with Holy Spirit and I'm hearing his voice. So the third and really final reason of why I have a relationship with Holy Spirit is this. It is a miraculous life. It's a miraculous life. You know, I think it's really interesting if you look at the Bible, you look at the story, the life of Jesus, there is not one recorded miracle that Jesus does until after he receives Holy Spirit. So there's not one recorded miracle that Jesus does until after he receives Holy Spirit. So I wonder, how much more do me and you need Holy Spirit? How much more? I imagine a lot. Uh, You know, I remember a while ago, you know, There's this moment where I went to Walmart and a miracle happened, and I want to let you know, I want to kind of tell you a quick story to encourage you, and I want to kind of be as an example of how to be a normal believer, because I believe this. Holy Spirit is not just empowering us to be better churchgoers. Holy Spirit is empowering us to be the church better. And so I believe he wants to do it, not just in this room, but outside this room. So a quick story is this. A little while ago, I was going to Walmart which is already a miraculous place because I go in for two things and I leave with like 45 things every time. And so it's like loaves and fishes. It's a Bible joke. You'll get it later. Okay. And, though, and so, but I, I'm about to walk into Walmart and all of a sudden I feel, uh, I feel this nudge. Say the nudge, the nudge. They can Actually do this. Uh, I want you to nudge the person next to you. Just give, them a, give them a nudge. There we go. I'm watching you. Okay. Okay. And give them a little nudge. There we go. And so I feel this nudge, and this is how I feel like I hear from the Holy Spirit, and a way to say it is, it's like a nudge in the right direction. It's not an actual physical thing I'm feeling, it often comes as a thought in my mind, which is why it's really important for us to have a clean and healthy thought life, because that's where Holy Spirit is going to speak. And so I'm about to walk into Walmart, I'm by myself, uh, just kind of getting ready for a trip, just like this, you know, going to go get, you know, some deodorant and toothpaste and just random stuff about to walk in, and I feel this nudge from Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit speaks to me because we have a relationship, and he says this, Ty, you can't leave Walmart until you pray for the sick. And I respond to him, this is super honest, yes I can, I do it all the time. Uh, I can do this all the time. Uh, But for real, I'm like, I don't wanna do anything weird or strange, I wanna do what Holy Spirit says. And man, there's so many things that we could do but I believe that Holy Spirit is calling us to do what we should do. Man, so I could just, just leave it alone, but I'm called by God to do something that I should do, to go in and pray for someone who is sick. And for some of us, we might be like, well, how, how do we know who to pray for? And there's two ways to do this. There's a weird way or a normal way. And so the weird way is to go into Walmart and to say, hey, hey, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? You look sick, can I pray for you? No, no, like that would be weird and rude and just bizarre. But I know this, if Holy Spirit is going to tell me to pray for somebody, I know he's going to tell me that who that person is. Because Holy Spirit is not trying to take you on some spiritual scavenger hunt for you to maybe find him. I mean, Holy Spirit wants that person to get healed, and he wants for you to hear him. And so I, I walk in, and I don't, I'm not pursuing anything, I'm just doing my normal life. And so I get, you know, the deodorant, the toothpaste, some cereal, or whatever, I don't know. And so I'm walking around the store a bunch of times, you know, like just kind of like feeling it out and nothing happens. So I'm walking again towards the front of the store and all of a sudden, as I'm about to go and heading to the checkout, I feel a nudge again. Say the nudge. Okay. One last time, just nudge the person next to you. Give him a good nudge. Then wake him up. There we go. And so I feel this nudge and it's more specific this time. Uh, and this would be really be called like a word of knowledge. In first Corinthians chapter 12, there are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, And a word of knowledge or Holy Spirit would give us information so that other people come to Jesus. And so I feel like Holy Spirit speaks to me even clearer and because we have a relationship and he says, in three aisles from now is the person I want you to pray for. And you might be wondering like, well, how do you know it's God? Well, number one, is it rooted in the word of God? And then number two, I just find out. And now praying for the sick is throughout the word of God. Uh, Monday night, we're gonna dedicate really most of the service to praying for people who are sick and hurting. And so if you know people, especially who don't love Jesus, but have a, a, an issue going on in their body, I wanna encourage you to invite them on Monday night and we're gonna pray for everybody and we're gonna see God do some really cool stuff. But so I, I feel he says three aisles from now. So I go aisle no, one, number one, nobody. Aisle number two, nobody. Aisle number three, there's one person, it's a Walmart employee, and it happens to be the cereal aisle. And you're like, Ty, who cares? Well, because if God is going to do a miracle, he's going to do it in the cereal aisle, honestly. Okay, like, I've never seen water turn to wine. Never. However, I have seen milk turn into chocolate milk, praise God. And so... And so I'm like, that place is miraculous. And so I see the lady, and what do I do? Do I go pray for her? No. I get the cocoa puffs, put them in my cart, then I pray for her. Priorities. And so, but I go up to the lady, and this is, you, I'm not playing. That's what really happened. And so, because I'm going to forget about the cereal. And so, but she, uh, she looks at me, she says, hey, is there anything I can help you with? And at this point, she's basically asking for me to pray for her, basically. But in this moment, I don't want to be weird. I want to be a normal believer, And so, man, because to be weird would be just to see her at the end of the hallway, at the end of the aisle, and be like, let's go. In the name of Jesus, you know, and, like, run after her, tackle her down. Like, what in the world? Man, like, no. And so I walk up to her, and, and I say, hey, yeah, I'm like, this might, and I want this to be an example for how all of us can be used by Holy Spirit in public. Because I believe that he wants to use you in public. Because Holy Spirit is not for the spiritual elite. Holy Spirit is for everybody for everybody. And so I, I, I talked to her like this. I said, hey, ma'am, this might be really weird because it probably is. Um, like My assumption is that they don't love Jesus or know him at all. So this might be really weird. I have a relationship with God. I think he's super real. I'm trying to hear his voice better. I feel like I'm supposed to pray for you. Would that be okay? Would that be okay? I want to ask permission so I can operate under a better level of authority. Because I don't want to be weird. I want to be normal. And so she says, yeah, sure, you can pray for me. And honestly, why would she not? She's on the clock to get prayed for. Best deal of all time. Better than all of you will turn out today, I promise. And so, no, I'm just teasing. But so so I'm about to pray for her. And one last time, I feel Holy Spirit speak to me. And Holy Spirit wants to speak to you in the same way. And because I have a relationship with him, I get to hear his voice over and over. And he speaks to me really specifically about something i'm supposed to pray and so i said hey ma'am this might be even crazier but like three days ago were you in a car accident and it messed up your back and she looks at me and she says oh snap say oh snap snap. not those exact words but really close and so yeah she cusses at me okay so she cusses at me and i'm not offended because i don't expect a non-believer to act like a believer and so I'm not offended, I'm kind of excited. And so she cusses at me and, I'm, and she's like, how did you know that I was in a car accident three days ago? And, and here's the thing, the goal is not for her to see that I see her, the goal is for her to see that God sees her. That God sees her issue and sees her personality and sees her who she is. And so in that moment, I say again, can I pray for you? She says yes. And so I pray for her really simply with my hands in my pockets. And I'm like, Jesus, I thank you for my friend. You love her like crazy so much. You died for her to give her everlasting life. But would you also heal my friend? Amen, that quick. I wasn't yelling, wasn't shouting, wasn't pushing. A quick question, raise your hand if you're married. Raise your hand if you're married. Okay, cool. When is yelling made things better ever? Yeah, you're like, some of you feel like I'm the drive here. Um, But here's the thing, man, yelling doesn't make anything better. And Holy Spirit, he can hear you. You don't need to yell. You don't need to push. You can be your normal self and God wants to move. And so in this moment, she was in severe pain. And then she moves around a little bit and she starts to weep. And like, I've made women cry before, not new with that, but this felt really different. And so I'm like, what's going on? And she says, hey, like, I don't understand this, but I think your God just healed my back. And in this one random moment in a Walmart, God was able to use a random guy with a beard just to, to pray for her. And I promise you this, she doesn't remember me, but I promise you she remembers God. Because man, I, she can forget my face, but she won't forget what, what God did. And here's what I love, is that we can all be nudged by Holy Spirit to do more than before. I think it's really interesting. Uh, in this very room, there were three different nudges. I asked you to nudge the person next to you. And there were three nudges that happened. One was this. Some of you, it was intense and terrifying. You're just like, you dug right into each other. Like, it freaked me out. Um, Some of you, just did a little tap. It's cute, whatever. And some of you didn't do it at all. And I saw you. Like, I can see all of you. It's rude. But here's what I, I want us to catch today. The level of nudge that you felt today was determined by the level of relationship that you have. The level of nudge that you felt was probably determined by the level of relationship that you have. If, if you're with someone you know really well, they're probably going to go right into you. Man, if my wife was here, she would have like, come up on stage and threw me off the stage, you know, just because she couldn't. I gave her permission. But man, if I barely know somebody, he might be like, okay, this is weird. Ty, please stop asking us to do this. Uh, and then some of you, you might not be sitting next to somebody or you just don't know them at all. And so you don't feel anything. But I really believe it's the same with Holy Spirit. That as we come into a relationship with Holy Spirit and we hear his voice more and more, we will feel these nudges more and more often. And tonight we're gonna explore this a little bit more. But really briefly, how we're gonna wrap this up is is three quick things. And if I can, my friend in the band uh, just make his way up as we're gonna just pray for just a minute, is there's really three quick ways to how to experience these nudges from Holy Spirit in a better way. You know, how to have this relationship with Holy Spirit. And it's three words. It's pages, people, and prayer. Pages, people, and prayer. Number one is the pages of the word of God. I mean, because the truth is, is this, the word of God is the foundation for all other godly communication. That is the beginning and the end of how God wants to speak to us. So if I feel like God speaks to me, I always go to the word. I mean, if I want to hear from Holy Spirit, the best thing to do is to open up the word. The second thing to do is is to feel these nudges, is to start with the word, to continue with people. Man, I love a church like this, that we are in a faith community where we can come together, experience the word of God together, and stir each other up. I can give words to one another, and we can keep each other accountable to what God is saying. And we're first saying, hey, I'm going to do that serve thing that's going on at this church. Awesome. So you tell somebody else and they can keep you accountable to what God is calling you to do. And then the third way of how do we start feeling these nudges? How do we start this relationship with Holy Spirit to feel these nudges? Number one is the pages of the word of God. People of God being in that, that community of biblical people. And then third is prayer. And that's what we're going to do for the next really like two or three minutes. And so if you're physically able to, can you stand to your feet all around this room? If you're physically able to, could you just stand to your feet? We're just gonna kind of position ourselves a little differently. And we're gonna kind of pray where we're at this morning. Tonight and tomorrow night, it's gonna be a little different. We're gonna have extended altar time praying. And we're gonna pray for everybody tonight. We're gonna to look really at how to feel these nudges on a really intense level, uh, really to see these all the time. You know, how we can be empowered to pray for the sick in a greater way. We're gonna talk about that tonight. Again, Monday night, we're gonna really dedicate the evening to learning how we can biblically receive healing for ourselves and pray for healing for others because Holy Spirit and his power is not for the spiritual elite, it's for everybody. Say amen. Amen. All right, we're on the same page. I love it. And so we're gonna pray here and we're just gonna kind of give this time to God just our best two minutes this morning. And then we'll come back tonight. We'll have extended prayer time. But I want us to do this, if we can all bow our heads and close our eyes. We're going to pray for two things. And the first thing I want to pray with you. Uh, With every head bowed and every eye closed, this is not private, but it is personal. If you're here and you might be hearing about a relationship with Holy Spirit, the only thing that you need before that is to give your life to Jesus. When you give your life to Jesus, the Bible says we have a fresh indwelling of Holy Spirit. And wherever we go, Holy Spirit goes with us. But we need to have our life given to Jesus before that. And so, Jesus is real. He's the Son of the Living God who came on Earth, lived a sinless life, and died for you as you in your place. And he died on a cross, died, uh, was dead for three days, rose from the dead three days later, and then it, you know he got rid of and abolished all of our sin, all of our shame, so we can have heaven after we die, but also have heaven on Earth here as we live through the pages of the Word of God, through the people we have and through this prayer communication all the time. And so if you're here with every head bowed and every eye closed, and you'd say you've never given your life to Jesus, or maybe it's been a long time, at one point you gave your life to Jesus, but you'd say you need to get back into a relationship with Jesus. You need to give your life back to Jesus. I'm not gonna beg or pressure you. I'm just gonna give you an opportunity because I wanna pray with you. I'm not gonna bring you up to the front or anything like that. I just wanna pray with you where you're at with every head bowed and every eye closed. If that's you, If you say you wanna give your life to Jesus for the first time or maybe the first time in a long time, if that's you, would you just raise your hand so I can pray with you? Awesome, 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 awesome. Thank you, Jesus, awesome. So here's what we're gonna do. You can put your hands down, but we're gonna pray as a church family today because we're gonna do what the pages of the word of God says. And it says this, that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, then we'll be saved. So that's what the pages say. We're gonna do it as a people together and we're gonna do it as we pray. So I want you to repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. Every part. I know you died and rose again. And I know you're pursuing me. I give you my whole life. Amen. All right, can we real quick, we give up people who made that decision? That's the best thing that happens all day. Man, I'm so excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because here's the thing that's going to happen. We're going to pray real quick one more time for something else. Tonight and tomorrow night, we will 100% see miracles that God's going to do. He's going to heal the sick. He's going to set some people free 100%. He does it every time. But man, what's better than being healed is to be whole with Jesus, to have that relationship. So the most miraculous thing that happens all weekend just happened. But I want us to pray for one more thing and it's gonna be kind of on an individual basis. So one last time, if you'll just bow your heads and close your eyes. I wanna encourage you as how we're gonna step into these relationships with Holy Spirit. How we can really engage with Holy Spirit. I wanna encourage you what we're going to do is we're going to pray for just like 60 seconds as we begin this dialogue with Holy Spirit. So it's not always just me telling and telling and telling God what's up, but it's also, hey, Holy Spirit, I'm going to tell you something. Then Holy Spirit, would you speak to me? And so in this moment, I want to make this really easy. And my prayer is that this would be the easiest place in the entire world for you to hear from Holy Spirit. And so for the next 60 seconds, what we're going to do is this personally, where you're at, I'll encourage you. You can be out loud or you can be just in your thoughts, in your in your head. I want to encourage you to pray this prayer. Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me? Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me? And he might give you like just a word that comes in your thoughts. It might be a whole scenario. Man, I believe some of you, God has been trying to nudge you in the right direction and you just keep saying no and he wants to give you the best Yes. He wants to give you the best plan A, even this morning. And so for the next 60 seconds, I wanna encourage you to to ask Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me? Then I'll get right back on. I pray that like, man, even for me, Holy Spirit, every day I pray this, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me? You know, this morning as I was in my hotel room, I asked Holy Spirit that before I came here and i up praying with him for, you know, like 15 minutes of just him like trying to deal with something that was going on in my life that I was thinking about way too much. And so Holy Spirit, I pray that this would be a beginning of an amazing relationship with you where we can hear your voice and we can feel your nudge. And I pray even today, Would you nudge us, not just to come back to service tonight or not just to come back tomorrow, although we should. I pray you nudge us in the right direction of how to speak to our spouses, to speak to our kids, to speak to each other, man, to pray for the sick, man, to to be generous, man, when we're tipping at, at lunch today. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would nudge us in the right direction, whether it feels big or small, you care about it all. And so I wanna pray over this church and I'll have pastor come up and dismiss us. So Jesus, I pray this. I pray you'd bless every person in this house. May I pray that the best is yet to come for them. I pray that they would live and not die, that they would have no lack. And I pray that they would experience the nudge of your Holy Spirit every single day. And I pray that even tonight and tomorrow night, would this be a place full of your presence in this church and help us to invite those who need more of you and help us to be nudged in the right direction every day of our lives in the name of Jesus.
0: Amen. This is Pastor Nick Poole, the lead pastor at Calvary. We're so glad you joined us for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the message. At Calvary Church, we're passionate about leading people into an overflowing life with Jesus. We would love the opportunity to connect with you on your faith journey and hear what God is doing in your life or join you in prayer for any needs you might have.